baby. We in here, yeah, we in here. We been Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here, yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. Cause we came here, we in here. That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. And he got it right on the first time. What up? What up? What up? It is Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen, and we welcome you into this space as usual. Um, I got my co-host in the building, and you know how we like to go around and get introductions. Were you yawning on me? <laughs> Did you just yawn? No. no, no you should have Oh, you laugh. was laughing. I'm like, damn, I'm boring you already? When you watch it back, you understand why you <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it back. Okay. Yeah, we're watch okay. It back. Well, <laughs> I have my co-host in the building, and we are going to go around again. We're doing check-ins. I want to know about you, how you're feeling. Before we get into the conversation, you can introduce yourself. And do the whole nine, but we love for everybody to know who's here. So, Jalen, I'm going to start with you. Hello, uh, my name is Jalen. Um, you know, check in. I am. I just got back in school, so you know, school has been uh, kicking my butt a little bit. But you know, first test coming up uh, uh, next week. Uh, please pray for me out there. Uh, play that. Pray that the the information sticks in my brain. Thank you. Oh, okay. All right, Miss Keela, what's up? It's your girl Keela. Um, Come close to the mic. All right. You it's your girl, Keela. Um, I'm feeling good today. I had good okay. sleep. I was sick over the weekend. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, but, yeah, I'm feeling good today, energized, and I'm ready for this episode. All right. Well, we'd love to hear it. Um, Adrian, what's up? Say hey to the people. Hello, hello. My name's Adrian. Um, I had a great weekend. 2K came out, so it's on that. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Okay, we'll have to talk about that later. We love to talk. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk okay. About it. And I know Dr. Rowe is trying to connect with us. We do have a special guest joining us, and he said he's in the room. I don't see him, so I'm going to resend him this link, and we're going to go. And I did not mean to cut you off. Were you done, love? Because yeah, you done. said something about some 2K, and we'll yeah. talk about that okay. later because I don't know how you was on that the whole time. Um, All but, day. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. Miss <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, <laughs> Jada, hey, hey, hey. Hey y'all, hey, my name is Jada. Um, check in. I'm doing pretty cool. Um, I'm in my third week of Sac State. Uh yeah, college is fun. We had our first game, what, like yesterday, two days Saturday. ago? Saturday. Yeah, we had our first game Saturday. That was really fun. It was a fun experience. We mopped the floor with the other team. Yes, we did. Um, look at, look at we how did. we we did something. You saw that? Whoa. Okay, and we and we also went blonde. Yes, guys, we did go blonde. We definitely went blonde. It's the move. Oh my gosh, people are so nice. I don't know. I think it's the vibrant color that catches. Here she goes. You know, I just uh, haven't been getting gas, so you know, I'm great. (laughs) Fantastic. Hey, Melissa. (laughs) Hi, guys. My name is Melissa. Uh, Check in. I'm doing pretty good. I've almost been in school a month. um it's been it's been a trip i'm ready to hurry up and graduate and get out of here i'm kind of over it uh yeah but i'm enjoying it so far so now i saw on social media uh miss wells we had miss wells on the podcast some time ago and you guys were saying goodbye what's up with that (sighs) 
Miss Wells found um, a different opportunity at a university. And so she's not going there to teach. She's doing something in, I think she said philanthropy at Charles Drew University, which is, um, a it's like a, it's a med school for medicine here in California. Mm -hmm. um, so she's not super far, but she's no longer at my school. And that was um, definitely the worst part of this week. But we brought, all of the students brought her flowers, made her feel really loved on her last day. Um, and now I can, I can text her outside of school because she's not my teacher no more. So that's my girl. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let me ask you something with her departure. Does that make a, a difference on in the school environment for you? Or are you okay with that? Or what are you thinking? I am not okay with that at all. I mean, I know that she found a better opportunity where she's going to um, have a lot. Um, she's going to have some really great experiences. She needed the move um and needed to find something different so I'm happy for her personally but um some of the students especially the seniors who have known her for like three years and had her every, almost every year that we've been at school are really really hurting and sad um so there's definitely going back to school on Tuesday tomorrow is going to be really interesting because it's going to be our first day without her there uh, so going to be interesting to see I know lots of people are hurting and upset and sad but she needed that so I'm happy for her in that aspect well shout out to Miss Wells um and I just have one more question because is that one of the only black teachers y'all had on campus she's the only black teacher we had on campus she's the only black teacher okay and so that makes a huge difference you know yeah. when we're talking about you know the uh, impact black teachers have on students and now the only representation that they have on campus is now gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I can understand this. Yeah. Well, we, we definitely want to um, send a shout out to Miss Wells and we love when people, you know, elevate themselves personally, but we also feel for our babies who are left behind because they don't have that person to look to anymore. So we're going to send y'all some love over there at y'all at Da Vinci, right? Is that yeah. Da Vinci. Right. Da Vinci. Right. That's hard. Yeah, and I see Dr. Rowe is joining us. We're going to pull him into here right now. Hey, Dr. Rowe. Lorraine, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Welcome to Black versus the Board of Education. Um, I think you may have missed uh, the introductions, but the crew is all here, and we're excited to talk to you today. Um, we were just talking with Miss Melissa. Miss Melissa goes to a school, and they had one Black teacher on campus, and that teacher, has her last day was last week sometime. And so now we're talking about the impact that's having on students. And then we're going to segue into, first, we're going to have you introduce yourself. And then let's talk about your HBCU college fairs and why those are important. So go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Dr. Alan Rowe, president, founder, and CEO of UCAN, United College Action Network, which founded 1988 to help young people go to his college university. Uh, we make dreams reality. That's the reality of it. We make dreams reality. And I think he said that they were founded to send young people to colleges and universities. Your audio went out just a little bit. Um, so I just want to oh. make sure we get that out there. So you guys are currently involved in your college tour. Yesterday, I want to say you were in Fairfield. Where were, Correct. Where were you? Okay. That's so, so where are y'all at today? Well, we started back high. Now we're in... Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, yes, ma'am. 
from Sac High to San Francisco. Right. I was like, that's Wait a, a minute. Jump. <laughs> yes, ma'am, man. Moving, man. We've been moving. This actually, Lorraine, this is our 24th year, and we've grown to to the to the uh, need to have at least two weeks of college fairs throughout California and Las Vegas. So oh. we last night at uh, Mount Calvary Church in Fairfield. We'll we'll be at uh, San Francisco and Mission High tonight, and then we come back to go to Pittsburgh tomorrow and Vallejo. So we'll be in Pittsburgh and Vallejo, and then we come home to Sacktown. So, so you guys are, are literally on tour. <laughs> and when we leave Saturday, we'll go down to Southern California and do the Inland Empire for four days and then go fly over to uh, Las Vegas and end up to the tour on the 23rd. Okay. And so are you only in the Inland Empire? Because my baby on here, Melissa, she is a senior. And I know, I think you said you wanted to go to Spelman. Where did you, where did you want to go, Melissa? Spelman? Yeah, Spelman. Yeah, Spelman. And so it's Spelman. Oh, you want to go to Spelman? Okay. <laughs> Look, he, he's rustling papers. Hold on now. <laughs> Let's so make this happen. Right. I got up in that. I apologize. Yeah, I was just trying to make sure I, I, I knew where we we're going to be on a particular date that she may be able to attend if she's in Southern California. Are you in Northern California? Oh, no, she's in Southern California. Okay. Okay. So where, where are you in Los Angeles? Yeah. In Los Angeles near LAX. Okay. Okay. We're going to be in the Inland Empire. So we're not in Los Angeles, the county this year, but we're in San Bernardino, Riverside, Moreno Valley, uh, Lake Elsinore, Rialto, Fontana, those areas of the, of the uh, Inland Empire. Melissa, so how far are you from there? Mm, like an hour or two, not super close, not super far. Could happen. It could happen. Okay, okay so okay. We, we, we'll be in Moreno Valley on Thursday in the evening from four to seven, I believe it is. So I can um, provide you information and we can find a way to make it happen for you. We'd love to I have you love that. be exposed. There'll be about 35 historically black colleges and universities in attendance uh, you know, on site with their staff. They flew Saturday and yesterday, and they will actually be here for those two weeks. Uh, many of them doing on the spot admissions and scholarships. Now, on the spot admissions is amazing. I think that um, Jada was admitted to, I don't know how many, maybe four, because I missed the one here at home, but I know we flew her to Las Vegas to attend that one so that I right. could work with her through the process. Um, right. So, Why is it so important that we keep these college fairs going, the historically black college fairs for our students? Well, we live in a day and time, Lorraine, and to the to listening audience, where people don't see us as as much of a value as they see themselves, I guess. Mm. I think the society sometimes uh, wants to put us in a in a certain mindset or keep us a certain place, and 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 I don't accept that as reality that we need to do for our for ourselves. Uh, black college people lost uh -oh. where they not only educate your mind. But they will educate your values, your spirit, and your and everything. 
And black college has been doing that for over 150 years. And we couldn't go to white schools for a long time. And after slavery, we decided to start our own. That's how most of 104 black colleges uh, came into existence. So I believe the importance of the college fairs is to continue to let young people know and parents know that you can go someplace in this country where people are going to treat you for who you are and what you're about. Uh, I'm sorry I'm breaking up. I'm not sure what that's going on, but I apologize. Uh, maybe where, I'm, where I am, I am at home. I did have to uh, <laughs> change. It. You uh, have to do everybody... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you're coming better now. So I think it's important for our community to know the options and opportunities that are right here in front of them. And these colleges and universities come across country to expose our young people to what's, what's available, where you can do anything, where you can change the world. And again, your dreams can, can become reality. And so for 24 years, we've been bringing them here and we're gonna continue to bring them here so that they can talk to you in person, look you in the eye and say, you can come to my university. On this spot. So I'm gonna give you, Curry did that last night. I think about 10, scholarships now uh, we had more than that but we're full so so i want everybody who sees and hears this to understand that black colleges can not only educate you but they can change your 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 existence i tell people you will come you will go as a, a child and you come back as a grown-up or you leave as my mm -hmm. son did as a, like a man Oh, okay. Well, mm -hmm. we, we dig that. Um, Jalen, do you have a question? Uh, let's not, not that first okay. question okay. that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, let's yeah. let's we'll, go to we'll a different wait for, one. We'll wait for that. <laughs> um, what has been the best experience that you have seen uh, doing these co college fairs over the years? For 24 mm -hmm. years, you said. That's a good question. It, it, it might be a delay in the connectivity um and we'll we'll wait for dr Rowe to come on back because it looks like he's he's a little frozen right now but as we're talking about college fairs and i know that okay. you know, oh, oh there you go oh, hey let's go hey did you get that question sir how we doing uh, we, <laughs> we good. can you hear us hey yeah no i see we were frozen i thought i that, that was <laughs> uh, i thought that was a movie <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey the best experience uh, Jaden, the best experience for me <laughs> is, um, are you, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, Gregory Taylor Jr., who was 20 years old, he actually came into where I am right now in my living room. He came from from Oakland to for me to help him go to college. I told him to come down from Oakland, and we'd look at his transcript, and we'd get him into school. It was July uh, many years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And he came with a 1.93 GPA. I didn't know it at the time. Laureen, I just said, come on, I'm going to get you in school. And literally, I, he didn't, <laughs> and I sat there at my, my kitchen table and he looked at me and said, can you help me? And I want every young person to understand that we can help you and there's a place where you can find not just hope, but you're going to find an opportunity to be as successful as you want to be. And Gregory Taylor Jr. went to Texas Southern. 
He graduated with three uh, with honors. He was a student body president. He opened a bookstore. He was uh, the debate captain, and he's doing awesome things now. So I think Jalen, the success is seeing stories like that. That's one of the greatest stories I could tell you. From a zero three to an honor student, student body president, and changing the world today, just like each of you that are there will be doing. That's right. That's right. And so when you when you have stories like that, because I know you have multiple stories like that, right? Where yes. they come in, they don't know where they can turn to to even get a chance to go to college. And then you provide them with hope, right? And yes. so as we're continuing to see kind of the demise of the education system or you're seeing the disproportionate discipline of Black children all across the nation, yes. how are we encouraging our babies just to keep going and to believe that they can actually do it. I think by the action that you're taking, being advocates, standing up for them at the, in the system and making sure the, the, the people that are not doing right by our kids are held accountable and making sure that they know their voices are being heard. Uh, and if we don't stand up for them, who will? If we don't do it now, when will it, be, will, will it happen? And children, young people, young adults, all of them truly want to be successful and do great things. We just have to find out what's going to help, just motivate them, as well as stimulate their success in a way that uh, they won't turn around. And that comes from what we do. So what you're doing, uh, advocating and holding Elk Grove uh, board members and, and district accountable, what you're doing in San Juan and all over the city, it's very critical. Having been served on a school board for 13 years, I know from personal experience that when parents and community people come to a board meeting and express their concern about what's going on, we will listen because you're, you're, the, you're the ones that uh, put us where we are, in, in essence, in the, in the, uh, in, on the board. So we have to be holding them accountable and we have to show, we have to show good things in ourselves. Yeah, and shout out to Jerry in the chat. He said, hey, Dr. Rowe, uh, Jerry is the black student advocate. He works with kids in the Inland Empire, and I want to say in Oklahoma, I hope I got that right, um, and, and other places. So shout out to Jerry. Ms. Jada, you have a question? I do. Hey. Um, so I guess an important question would just, at least for me, would be like, what do you think, like based on your own opinion, why do you think that us as black students should lean more towards, you know, attending an HBCU compared to a PWI? Like what benefits can we get it, get from it as black students? Now for me, I'm gonna tell you what I believe now. And not everybody, but you're gonna get the personal attention. You're gonna get the love. You're gonna get the discipline. You know, you're gonna get the admonishment when necessary. And you're gonna put, have people that look like you to care about you all day long, who are gonna make sure you're doing the right thing if in fact you want to. Now, I tell young people all the time that you can go to any college and, and mess up, but if you're serious about going to school and getting a quality education and changing the world, HBCUs have been doing that for 150 years. And you know, over, you know, over the, that time, many of the greatest leaders that we have in this country that look like us have went to HBCUs. There's no experience like going to HBCU in terms of the touching your inner being, if you will, and understanding the parts of you 
that makes you special. Mm-hmm. And I know you can get good things at PWIs, but there's something about being around your own people who've been through the struggle, who understands what it means to be looked at differently or being told, well, no, you didn't do quite as good as you could have when you know you did. And they control that many times when you're in school with those educators. And I want you to believe or know that you will and can change the world with everything you're going to be doing. And I just want you to try and see what it does for you. All right. Well, Dr. Rowe, you got, you got a, a, a large comment. Okay. okay. <laughs> hey, Shannon. <laughs> hey, you read it. <laughs> oh, yes, I can read it to you. It says, I attended Luther Brebank High School and never heard of HBCUs until Alan Rowe came to enlighten us on the possibilities out there. Alan Rowe went an extra mile by, by filming one of my softball games, sending it to Grambling State University. And shortly after, I was awarded a full scholarship, essentially changing the trajectory of my life. The empowerment of seeing black folks in leadership running the whole city was mind blowing. I can't thank Alan Rowe enough. Keep doing the great work. And it says we need, and I believe there was maybe more to that comment, but Absolutely. it didn't come through. Um, so Dr. Rowe, you know, you, you know, you be out there cutting up. Come on. bro. <laughs> That's why we be vibing. Cause listen, <laughs> Dr. Rowe, he don't only do these uh, HBCU college fairs. I believe he and I, the last time we saw each other, we were at a court supporting a young person. Yeah, we and were. So, um, we're. It's not just the college fairs. Dr. Rowe is just out here doing his thing, right? Love it. And when you see it, you got to give people flowers while they can hear it. So, Dr. Rowe, we love you. Yes, and we do. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for our students, not just in the Sacramento region, but all over by bringing this opportunity out here. Um, and Dr. Rowe has never turned me down. So uh, when I text Dr. Rowe and I say, hey, Dr. Rowe, can we get a table to come and and, and uh, take up some space? And he just always tells me, yeah, I don't know why. He can, he can tell me no when at we, some point. When we tabled at the last one last year, man, it was insane because like the the vibe of the, the energy in that room was amazing. Like, you just had people, you just had kids smiles on their face talking to all these different colleges. And then they come to our table and then we were talking about the support that yeah. we do. And they were like, oh, we can do the college and we can do the support too. We gonna have support while we go to college. Oh, it's good then. So it yeah, was just, it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You said absolutely? Who said? Uh-oh. I was asking you what you said, sir. I said, I, oh yeah, I said it's on and cracking as you young people oh, say. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> he said it's on and cracking. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, no, and, and, and the beautiful thing, Lorraine, is you called me or I got a text from you or, or, or your, your husband yesterday. <laughs> well, let me make some changes because I'm supposed to be in San Francisco with the college fair, but I have great people uh, taking care of business this afternoon. So I wanted and needed to be here with you. And I, I just want people to know that you should look into uh, HBCUs as an option. I always tell mm-hmm. them it's an option. You know, you're talking about only 104 schools. The largest has 13,000 students. And a couple of them out here this week or the next two weeks, they have 400, 800, 1,000. So everybody. Mm-hmm. Gonna, and the beautiful thing is if you, if you, if you do great, they're going to tell everybody about it. And if you do bad or if you mess up, they're going to call mama or grandma or whoever it is and tell them you need me to talk to this baby uh, before you go home. And they ain't going to do that. 
unless it's serious. But in truly, um, this Saturday, uh, Lorraine and, and, and to, to everyone listening, we'll be at the Thomas High School from 9 to 12 uh, doing on-the-spot admission scholarships and helping to change young people's lives. So 9 to 12 on Saturday. We actually will be at Monterey Trail Friday from 9 to 12, uh, but that's a day event. And there it uh -huh. is. There, there it is. There it is. On <laughs> Oh, I can see. That's oh, right. So can out. we get a, can we get a table at Natomas too? Come on, you can get a table in. Look, you can get we have sixteen. <laughs> so let me see what you can get. <laughs> you said, you said what now? Get the BYP package. <laughs> I, we have to. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say, Doctor? <laughs> I said we have no fifteen events left after today. And you can get a table at all 15 events. Oh, okay. Well, that means, uh, means you're going you're to have somebody in Pittsburgh, Vallejo, uh, <laughs> El Camino, Grant High, Monterey Trail, Natomas, uh, Rialto, Fontana, San Bernardino, Riverside, you know, on and on. Oh, um, so what I can do is look at the Sacramento event you yeah. got going on. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. I imagine, you know, yeah. my, 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 my team is, we all spread out over school, through yeah. school districts and we're at job Corps, So we're trying to keep it, keep it popping, but we got to be clear on what our capacity is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we yeah. will look at if, so we will look at what, uh, what, um, is left. And then can I let you know which ones we, we would love to join you at? Absolutely. And, awesome. and I'm data. Jada and Jalen and everybody else. Listen, listen. Uh, uh, Miss Miss Lorraine is depending on you to help move the organization forward. And mm -hmm. I want you in, in amen amening that that uh, we expect you. I expect you to do great things, not just Thanks, as you going on into uh, your adulthood. Please continue and let nobody get in the way of your dreams. Let nobody get in the way of what you're going to be and how you're going to do the great work you're going to do. Be encouraged, stay focused, stay vigilant, and I promise you, you'll be smiling at the end of the, uh, of the race. Uh-huh, because y'all got a lot of running to do, and I'm going to need y'all to pass the baton to one another because my, my job is to keep you busy and to let students know that we're here. Um, there's a lot going on in not just here. And I heard you said you was going to be at in Lake Elsinore. And I believe that's where that one story just came out of where that young, young boy was denied water during PE and he ended up passing away. And so the way in which they're doing our children, um, he didn't wear the right uniform to school and they made him right. run in his, his regular clothes. And it was over 90 something degrees that day. And they denied him water. Um, so when we're That's talking right. about PWIs and HBCUs and we're talking about dealing with people with care, compassion and concern, all of this is important to yes. consider when you're thinking about the next step that you're going to take in your educational journey. Uh, Melissa, you have a question for us? I do. I do have a question. My question is, um, is there anything that you would like to be different about the whether it's the college admission process or just the college fair process in general, is there anything that you would like to change? Whether that's like reaching more students, more HBCU exposure, is there anything that you would like to be different? Uh, I would like to have the 
the number of students that are exposed to the HBCUs uh, increase significantly because a lot of them don't understand and realize the great opportunities. We have great students that are doing incredibly well in school, and yet they go to these T PWIs or TWIs, whichever way we want to say it, and they are, they're, they're blessed if they can just get into school, and they have a 4.0 or 3.8 GPA, and we can, they can go to an HBCU and receive a presidential scholarship. They can get internships. They can, they can be able to be rewarded for the excellence in a way that says you are incredibly special, and we want to reward that by giving you the best that we have. When, you, when you're a student that you are, all are, they will then put you in the honors dorm. You get some extra, some extra benefits that the other students don't get. So my desire is to make sure that our students who are fighting to get into Stanford and it's a great school and, and UCLA, great schools, but consider the ones where they're going to open their arms and put around you as opposed to just waiting for it to get to check. Mm. Now, now, uh, <laughs> That's a whole uh, word. <laughs> like, person in the Urban League um, before... Um, Lorraine, you know he he retired. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Shelby, thank you, thank you. James Shelby. Okay, story, quick story. <laughs> James Shelby was graduating from. <laughs> Watch this. His parents were sending him to UCLA because his sister went, and they were expecting to were told to bring your check when you come. I saw him at their annual banquet, and he said, "Well." Uh, James Jr. is getting da-da-da. He's got a 4.0, and he's going to be down there, but we're going to pay a lot of money. I said, wait a minute. Let me make some calls. So I called Morgan State's director of Honors College, and within a week, he was offered a full scholarship with everything covered. And do you know that boy went to Morgan State, and he's doing great. He's got his master's. He's, he's working at uh, IBM or Intel or somewhere. And his mama said that when she went there, it was an experience she had never seen before because she said, uh, Murdy said that when she was getting ready, they told her, they wrote a letter telling her, please make sure you bring your money. And she said, wow, I went to Morgan State and they were trying to offer him more money in terms of in in internships, et cetera. So young mm -hmm. people, go where they're going to appreciate you. Go where they're going to love on you. Yeah, they love on you everywhere, but not like they love on you at HBCUs. I just, mm -hmm. I, 35 years of experience, 35 years. I was hmm. at the college fair, and I'm going to be quiet. I was at the college fair oh, last yeah. night. Wait, wait. I was at college <laughs> last night. Alabama A&M shirt. I say, Bulldog. Yeah. She said, yeah, Dr. O, you put me in school. Now I'm bringing my nephew. She, you know, she graduated. She's an administrator, et cetera. So it's about, you know, that increasing the power and the ability for you as young people to do what you do. Hmm. And... Lorraine and myself and others, we're going to keep getting in good trouble on your behalf. I promise and you. Oh. And, and I, want, gonna be I want all the smoke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't want to take your space. Go ahead. No, no, no. This this our space. What you mean? This our I'll, space. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll talk more. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Keela. So, um, I guess my question is, what would you tell kids to do after the UCAN events? Like, what's your advice for them after? After the UCAN event? Well, first, mm -hmm. let me say, Keela or Kayla? Keela. Keela. Keela, first I would tell you 
when you go to the college fair, make sure you bring your transcript, make sure you're dressed to impress, make mm -hmm. sure you take care of business. You're going to a business meeting. You're going to an interview for four to five years of your life to get paid up to $250,000, depending on what the school is. So you want to go there and showcase your best. And when you get there, you ask the right questions. You make sure you come away from there with your, your uh, scholarship offers, or at least they're going to get back to you about those and get accepted to some of those schools. And then you start doing your follow-up work. And that would mean that if you already knew where you're going to go and you already identified that during that process, then you're going to do your financial aid. You're going to make sure you continue to get quality grades. You're going to make sure you start working on your housing and making sure you're un finding out more about how to make that experience the greatest experience possible. You also call the UCAN office and we'll look, we'll follow and nurture you through that process working uh, with, uh, with Lorraine and, and, and BYLP. We do what we do and we'll make sure that that is a great experience for you. So when you get home, you don't stop. When mm. college is over, you're just getting started. Right. Have any, and, and, and then, and, and let me say, say this, let me say this. There, there are haters and dream busters in our lives. Thanks. Now watch this. When you go sometimes and tell them this happened to you, they're going to say, man, what you tell you don't can't do that. They say, you can't go to college. Why are you going to go there? They're the black people. They ain't They'll tell you stuff that really isn't positive. And you right. for your, thank you for your input. And then you just keep it, keep it moving. As my beautiful bride says, keep it moving and continue to be encouraged and be around people that are going to encourage you because you can go to college and get 10 offers and they'll shoot them all down. Now, a lot of people, now you got some grandparents, I'm a grandfather, man, my babies come talking about something that they did. I'm, I'm praising it to the high heavens. So if you got grandparents, they usually going to always be in your corner. Tell your mm -hmm. baby, wonderful. They're going to do, they're going to boost you up and they'll talk you up. So yes, be encouraged and stay around positive people. Keep positive people in your life. If you know they ain't no, I mean, not no good. If you know they're not doing good, mm -hmm. tell them I love you, but I gotta go another direction. Negotiation brings about assimilation. What do you mean, Doc? That means you hang around with people long enough, you're gonna be starting to act like them. So hang with the good people, and the other people that are lost, you just pray and help them get found later on once you get yours together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, Miss Tawana, I see you in the comments. Uh, Spellman made us feel so welcome when I took Melissa there in March. My prayer is that God moves and she is able to get there. Right. Well, we're going to work with Dr. Rowe and we're going to see what type of uh, rabbits he could pull out of his hat because, you know, yeah. he's magical. He's you magical. Know, <laughs> you know what? I, not what you know, but who you know. There you go. But you know, it's not what you know, but who you know. So I do have the ability to make some calls and, and sometimes or many times things happen because of the work we've done uh, with the university. So it's a blessing. And God has given us an, a, a platform, an opportunity to have a ministry that can touch in great ways. That's what's so good about black colleges, young people. I can call the president or provost at some of the colleges, pick them up and when he's at home. You can't do that at uh, some of these CSUs and UCs and all that. <laughs> the president, no. And the president at these colleges will go to, to the cafeteria to, to, with uh, and eat. You know, mm. so it's a different experience. It just really is. And I just say, you know, you, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Okay. Adrian? 
Yes. So I'm just kind of curious about your early process when starting you can and yeah. like just how did you get started and were there any difficulties you face just mm. being specific about historically mm. black colleges? Wow. What a powerful question. Mm. This, that question is really telling. Mm. Well, we started by, um, in our living room, me and my wife, we took our son to Jackson State University in 1988. I had no knowledge of HBCUs. I'm from Sacramento, born and bred. Don't know nothing. <laughs> nothing. All I saw was what I saw on TV. I said, I ain't going down there. Dude, them people crazy. But I took my son, we took him and we took him to a place where people loved on him without knowing him. Well, people cared about him without knowing him. People put their arms around us when we got there. Who are you? I, hey, I'm, I'm bringing my son. Come upstairs. We, we, we went up to the president's office and he talked about his commitment to making sure he could change the world through the work with these kids and his uh, objectives for making sure that all of these young people had a chance in the world. And I tell you, when Dr. Hefner got through with me, I was blown away. He, I didn't have an appointment. I was just walking through campus and saw him and say, hey, aren't you Dr. Hefner, the president? She said, yes, I am. Who are you? I'm Alan Rhodes. It's my son. Da, 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 da. So, so, when we, so when that happened, it just let me know that there's places where people are going to care about you, young person, and they're going to care about your experience. They're going to care about where you're from in terms of making sure they know what to do to help you get to where you need to go. Yeah, we don't want to dwell on the past, but we, de- we do need to know our past. And mm-hmm. people want Forward. But doggone it, we got a great history. We got great legacy. We got roots so deep in this country, it's mind-blowing. And people want us to put that aside. So we came back in 1988 and um, sat here together and we said, you know, we got to do something. My, my, my MBA to Queens, she said, yeah, there's something we need to do to make a difference for these kids. I was on the school board. And this is going to get to your second part of that question. And I said, yeah, we're we going to do something. So we began to contact the people at Jackson State and tell them that what can we do to help get more kids? And so, oh, we, we, we could show you the admissions process. Here's what you need to do, da, 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 da. And we started working with them the next year in 89. We sent about five to 10 kids there. And then I found out there was a whole bunch more HBCUs. I said, wow, there's a hundred of them. Let me explore Grambling and let me explore the Alabama and m etc. And this is what we started to do. Uh, in 1991, I was on the school board, and do you know they passed a resolution saying that I could not help these black kids? I promise you, I have the resolution in my possession. They did not, they were upset that I was counseling or supporting these young people, helping them go to black colleges. And they said, well, counselors can do that. And I wasn't bothering the counselors. I was just doing what I do. And I actually mm. was, but yeah, that's all I was doing. But these folk, and I'm, I'm you know, these mostly white people, I'm just who they were. That's uh, who they were. And we gonna call mm-hmm. huh? I said, that's who they were and we gonna talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah. Who they were and they were upset and they didn't want me to do it. They passed the resolution and I said, and you know, there was an article in the, in the newspaper about it. I said, well, they passed every resolution they want. That's not going to stop me from what we've been given to do. And truly, when you know you're right, you're going to mm. be all right. That's when right. you know you're all right, 
Young people, you keep standing for what's right. Young lady, if you were gonna work, make some, take some action about that teacher who was was let go, you stand up and do that. All of you in this, in this, in the, on this, this, this platform today, you stand up and you get some folks that are a little older, a little bigger than you, to make sure that you they don't pick or they don't mess over you, because you right. are the future. You're the present. We need you now to to continue to let your voices be heard as you're doing in this forum. Very critical for us as a people. And they are not gonna stop us and silence and they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna do it. Just not. So we, we, from that, we continue to grow. And, you know, now we're, you know, we started there and now we, we, we work with over 20,000. No, there'll be over, you know, 20,000 students that come through the college fair this two weeks, 20,000. 20,000. From each of those venues for 18 events, we should have about 20,000 young people to get touched by the work that UCAN does. So it's nothing that we, we're just the vessel because God gave us the ministry to do this, to touch mm -hmm. life in this way. And we all have a, you know, I'm in this lane and somebody else in another lane. As I say, mm -hmm. I can do uh, mechanical stuff, but I know somebody that can. So I can do what I do and then somebody else will do what they do. But each of you can do something in your own in your own venue so i remember a couple of years ago there was a rumor going around that you were uh your program was not going to be used in elk grove unified anymore and i remember us having that conversation and i remember getting up at the school board and asking some questions and miraculously yes. they got their head on straight and you're back for another year so when we're talking about them putting different things into place to try to stop the work that is being done on behalf specifically of black children, um, are you finding it easier to navigate through these waters or are there still being barriers being put in place um, to keep events like this from happening? Uh, it's becoming easier in most cases to do the events and actually to do the services we provide, Lorraine. Uh, most of the districts, either through the, the the commitment to making equity and fairness and the opportunities for kids to look like our kids, a uh, 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 reality, are seeing the value of what UCAN has done. And so we're now expanding our services in greater greater needs in San Juan, uh, Natomas, uh, Twin Rivers, Sac City, uh, and and the type of service that we're providing continue to grow. Uh, but, you know, in, in the community that you're in, Elk Grove, uh, they do, do, do not still see the value of us providing ongoing services after the college fair uh, for the students who, who are impacted by the, by the college fair. And I think that that's unfortunate for our kids because I, we started UCAN at Elk Grove District in terms of working with districts. We started there in the 90s. Uh, with uh, Dr. Douglas and Dr. Winlock uh, allowing us to work at Florin and Valley High Schools mm -hmm. and that grew to the whole district after a couple of years. And we did incredibly powerful work. And every year we do the, the data to show how many kids in the Elk Grove District were accepted, received scholarships, and were impacted by the UCAN program in Elk Grove. And, you know, it's important that if we see a value in something that we, we ask people why that's not there. Because the great biggest district in this in the city is Elk Grove, and they're the only district, major district, doesn't have UCAN services. I'm not talking about the college fair, but services itself. So 
you know, but we're going to keep working. If kids from Elk Grove want me to help them, I'm helping. That's what we do. So just to re recap what you just said out loud, ma'am, you said Elk Grove Unified School District still does not see the value of the services you provide beyond the college fair. Is that what you just said out loud? I mean, that's what it appears to me. I, you know, if we come to there, to the table more than once to say, this is what we can do. Uh, when we were there 10 years ago, they said, because back then, remember there was a, the funding issues, et cetera, and so there was shortage. And so everybody was cutting and they saw that they couldn't continue to do our program and all the community-based program. So they let us go. I said, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, everybody has to cut and we, we got cut. Uh, but when the money started coming back into the district and we reached out to try to reestablish our relationship, uh, they said uh, they didn't say yes. You know, they just said, well, we'll get back to you or whatever it was. And we periodically reached back out to El Grove and said, how can we reestablish our partnership? Because we have expanded our reach to all these other districts. We now have a girls program, Lorraine, in three districts. Well, two districts and we're hopefully going to get a third and we have three schools in San Juan district and three schools in um, Twin Rivers. No, two schools in Twin. No, yeah, three schools in Twin Rivers and three schools in San Juan. And we have a male program and an athletic program in other districts. And then mm -hmm. our program to get all kids in school, we have it in all four of those districts. So my question is, why can't we service the students in the largest district in the county and probably has the largest number of African-American students. <laughs> Just think about it. You want me to tell you why? Sure. Okay, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be quiet. I don't okay. want you to be nice. Say it. Say well, it. they can't keep them in class, first of all. They're number one in the state for disproportionate discipline. So how are you going to service kids that ain't even on campus? Because mm. their teaching staff doesn't know how to be culturally competent and appropriate. Mm. So you so, would be coming there to see students and they wouldn't even be in class to get the services because people don't want to deal with them. Talk about it. You know yeah. what I mean? So we have to be honest about what this district has done, um, the horrible job that they have done to really, if we're talking about equity, we're talking about giving everybody everything they need to be successful. Now right. they don't do, they do that with other groups. They will not, for whatever reason, do it for black children. And this is why I, I, I show up at the school board meetings and I continue to advocate because until we start doing things differently, we're going to continue to see the same thing over and over and over again. And it really pisses me off. And I really hate that you told me that out loud because now I have some more stuff to talk about at the school board meeting. Um, because what I see is a bunch of people who look the same trying to make decisions about children who don't look like them and they don't care about. Well, let me, can I, can I think we, we're starting the girls program. We started last year in Maryland, Maryland. The gyms, right? Or what is it? What, what is it? Uh, the gyms, the gyms, uh, yeah, girls, yeah. mentoring and support. So we're, we've, we're targeting those kids you just mentioned, 60 mm -hmm. ninth and 10th graders. And we're on campus all week in the classroom. We have our own space full time. And we bring those those young ladies in, talk to them, and see how we can get their attendance up, grades up, uh, discipline down, and bad 
you know, actions down. So that's that's become successful. Miraloma was so successful that uh, San Juan said, no, we need this in some other schools. And then Twin River said, well, no, we need that program yesterday. So we're continuing to, to reach out to find a way to meet the needs of the students who are in or in trouble, not because they don't have the ability, it's because of all the other challenges going on. So we have to find a way to capture them or keep them. So that's what we do. That's what. You do. So I don't know why somebody would say, well, you know, we can't do that because money is not really a real issue with some school districts because of COVID. We have different money, pots of money, and that's wonderful. We though hope we can get uh, the ability to continue to expand the services to touch them where they need to be touched. And the, the students are doing great that they're gonna highlight, oh yeah, they're gonna be fine. But what about mm -hmm. the ones you're talking about, Lorraine? That's 100%. the one, that's the ones we want. I promise Absolutely. you, I promise you. That ain't no, that's not no, we hope, we wish, it might. No, no, we promise you. If they wanna go to your college, and I'm not got emotional, if they want to go to a four-year college, and you can record this and play it back. I will, you can, will find a school that will get what they can come to and be able to go to and take care of business. I, I love that. I love that. And, he, and you are a man of your word. And I know that for a fact, um, because we've been working yes, together for multiple years. Um, yes. uh, that irritated me. Sorry. I'm trying to get myself together too, because these people are. Um, anyway, um, so when we're talking about, and we, we do want to shout out to San Juan because you said you guys are in three schools. We're in four in San Juan right now with our girls program. And we're, right. we're working together to try to undergird these students who have historically been marginalized and pushed out of the classroom. And we just want them to have a fighting chance. But Jalen, he's had, he's been itching Dr. Rowe to ask you a question. And so he, I'm going to let him finally ask his question because yeah. we're running out of time, but go so ahead. Jaylen. My question is for you, how do you feel like the Deion Sanders move from Jackson state? Well, two part, how do you feel about the Deion Sanders move to Jackson state? And what was your feelings about Deion Sanders moving from Jackson state to Colorado? I, I, th I, I think it was, awesome that he, he he went to a hbcu he was un, unapologetic about it he did the, he did what he thought was best for himself his family and for us as a community and he he made no bones about it and he made a huge impact on hbcus not just athletic but in terms of what they offer in terms of the educational values and and the arts etc that's what he did moving to um colorado mm -hmm. i understand you know, for his family, the, the opportunities to secure financial um, remuneration for the rest of his life. That, you know, you can't you can't fault him for that. But I guarantee you, his his he's not apologized for being working with a black college. In fact, somebody told him said the other day that he had um uh he said something, and they said, "Well, you went to Miami, or you you are or, or Florida State, or whatever." He said, mm -hmm. "No, I graduated." He said, I graduated from Tuskegee, I mean, Talladega College. He said, a black college in uh, Alabama. That's what he told them. So he's his impact is huge. And I'm, I'm not mad at him that he went to Colorado. I wish he had stayed, you know, because then it continues to grow what we're doing. But, I, but, it, but everything happens at the time it's supposed to happen because I believe that we are where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there. God has put us where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there. So each of you are where you're supposed to be at this time 
And if you look at uh, Jeremiah 21 and 9, it says, you know, God has ordained a, a place for you uh, to bless you and not harm you. And he's going to guide you in your lives. And I believe that 100%. Yes, yes, yes. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you. That's Ooh. right. Plan Come on now. Come I'm going to take you to the offering. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> But I do have one one other question because I remember covering this story last season on the podcast. Um, there was a young lady at an HBCU and the professor actually called the police on her and they oh, recorded that man. and um, they put it on the internet. And so when we send our kids out to HBCUs, we assume because we, I mean, not let me not say we, I assume that they would have a lot of professors that looked like them, that understood the dynamics of calling police and what that trauma would probably do to our children. So that particular HBCU, the professor was upset about, I don't remember the exact issue. I think it was because they came it was a in. Paper or yeah, something. they came in and she was like, oh, you got to read your paper. And then she didn't give her the response that she wanted. Okay. Yeah. And so that, like that. she called the police. And mm -hmm. so there was a big old uproar on social media about HBCUs and how we we thinking we're sending our kids across to protect our children and they come back traumatized. So when you're when you do these HBCU college fairs and are we managing expectations? Because some people think that it's a it's a huge fix and all the problems go away or any perceived problems they would have in the education system would go away. Um, are we doing a good job to manage expectations uh, during our HBCU college affairs for folks who well, are not familiar? Uh, I think managing our, our, the expectations while the college are here is being done. I think sometimes we have unrealistic expectations about right. what HBCU do as opposed to what white schools would do. They would do this against your kid and, and you know, you don't really say anything, but this was uh, unfortunate. I saw the, the video. I did some research on it. And yes, it was unfortunate. And yes, there are professors and, and, and deans that are at these schools, colleges that are either white, European or whatever. Um, but I think there's very few that do what she did to that young lady. But we do have to be vigilant, uh, Lauren. We do have to monitor and keep a account. And what I've done over the years is if there's a problem in the school, I'll tell the president, and then my baby coming home, mm. or babies, yeah. or you know, mm -hmm. make sure that before they make the corrections, because I mean, some of our schools are struggling because they're so small, and we want to make sure that uh, they get the message as well. Right. And I. Uh -oh. Ooh. And and I agree that I think that there are some unrealistic expectations that we harbor out here um, because we're not familiar with the HBCU experience and we expect there to be no problems when we send our babies across the country, right? Yeah, especially coming from California. Yeah. You're going to... I mean, y'all are spoiled out yeah. here. Because <laughs> when we went to Louisiana, that's like the first like experience that I've had like that. Mm -hmm. And it was eye-opening everybody said it was eye-opening everybody was speaking and everybody was oh hi how are you before we even yeah, I thought they were plotting on you yeah <laughs> i was like why are you asking me every day how i feel how i'm <laughs> like nah, the one that got me was like i love you i was like how you love me you don't even know me well why you can't walk around and say you love people 
it's don't. weird out here. Like out here, nobody does that. So when it happens, I it's like, like uh, but well, we, we know, know you. you. I'm talking about on the street. You and on you... the street, or you sell somebody <laughs> like we in the like, store. They'd be like, "All right, have a good day. I love you. Be nah, safe." That's, okay, weird. Said, nah, nah. that's not what, what I experienced. <laughs> no, like I remember we were at a dinner and we were having a conversation with a family member who grew up in the south. And she was talking like, oh, I would stop at a stop sign. They just wave at me. And I think that they want something from me or something like that. And like, they were just like, they would just say hi. And they'd be like, what do they want? They were like, they're just saying hi. Because let you do somewhere out here, you wave at somebody. They're going to be like, girl, boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're really going to stink face you. They're really going to stink face you out here. Like, there's no joke. But as I'm saying, like, it's more of a genuine and loving there. Yeah. Like, you feel the love. Like, if somebody were to say that here, you're like, Girl, no, what? what? You, no, what you want? Like, yeah, like, what, what you, you want? want from me? Like, like what, what do you need from me? What are you, you about to ask me? What do you really mean? But no, there, like, I even remember, like, they gave up, like, we went to the grocery store, they gave goodie bags. Oh. I was they like, really? They gave me a whole goodie bag with just groceries. I didn't even pay for it. It was literally just groceries. I was like, I literally, we literally got, we got two Red Bulls. We got more than what we spent. What? Wow. We did. Yes. I walked out with like graham crackers and tea and all this other stuff. <laughs> I, I remember I said, that because I had because that was before. The, so y'all uh, were shoplifting. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> they gave it free. It was free. No, 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 no. He said, "Have a blessed day." Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was yeah. like, seeing him in the store. He was like, you know, like Johnny, help. I know you're not from here. Like the he was nice. Like and you felt it. You know what I mean? Like you don't feel that out here. Or when you walk through the doors and they be like, hey, baby. I'm like, hey. <laughs> My hometown right there. Boy, bye. He's so crazy. So, Dr. Rowe, we loved being in the South. And we, we definitely, I'm, I'm wondering how we can kind of start to plan trips for us to just visit different colleges. Um, so, I'm going to be getting with you to get a list of people around so that I can start trying to figure out life. I would really like to visit a college or two. I've never been to. Well, I went to. I did go to Howard. I need to go to LSU. Um, but that's not. A, I went. I went HBCU. by. Nope. I, oh <laughs> no! That's not a HBCU. Oh, Sorry, don't Kila don't know the HBCU. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I want to go there. I want to go to LSU. Okay. Well, I want to go there. <laughs> LSU. Hold on. Hold on. What'd you say? She didn't know either. LSU is not HBCU. See? Oh, Lord. No. Oh, that's, the, that's the only one I... Dr. Rowe, are We're you sorry, on Dr. mute? Oh. What's going on? I can't hear you. Dr. Rowe? Oh. Disappointed. Uh-oh. I'm glad I'm not nah, the only one that did not I, know I that. I need to go to Grambling because that's where all my family was, so I got to just see it. I got to see where they was living, how they was living. Mm. Okay. I think we should we should plan some stuff. Not really LSU. Do. That's fine. I still want to go there. Right. Where, where is it at? What? Where is it at? LSU? Yeah. In Louisiana. Oh, she didn't know. <laughs> I, didn't know. <laughs> I was like, is that a dumb question? That's I why I we literally knew. were just talking about Louisiana. That's why I said I want to go to LSU. Did we do we right. know how far that was from Lafayette? It was uh Baton Rouge. Oh, so. okay. So about an hour and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's figure some stuff out. We need to we need to get out and travel a little bit. Dr. Rowe, can you yeah. hear us yet? Yes, no, maybe so. But we definitely want to thank Dr. Rowe for joining <laughs> us today. He is looking in the camera, so I'm feeling like he's trying to... I don't know if you're looking for the mute button. No, or, he's not, he's not on mute. Yeah, it you would see it. Oh, then why he not talking to us? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Melissa, we hope that you're able to get to uh, Inland Empire somewhere, get get in touch with Dr. Rowe. He has a phenomenal team. Shout out to Miss Angelise, uh, who who does the doggone thing and, and the others that help with that effort. We will be at the one um, uh, at Monterey <laughs> Trail Friday morning from 9 uh, a.m. to uh, 12 noon. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll look at the calendar to see if there's other ones that we can pull up at because I just love to be in community with all the uh, HBCU recruiters. Oh, it's and so, so fun. we're going to do it. It's we're so fun. It. I remember last year. It was so fun. Before y'all go to Mexico, y'all go come to a couple of Mexico. college fairs? What? what? Okay, <laughs> we'll look at the calendar. Yeah, if there's one on Thursday, there. I can go. Jada said no, Mexico. Yeah, Jalen and Adrian are headed to Mexico. Yeah, for I'm a cruise. Cool. I'm gonna come back. Uh, I'm gonna do the whole next show in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here they go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Y'all know, ain't gotta hit them with the side eye. Look, you know, I, I took Spanish too. Uh-huh. Got a C. I don't remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so we go. We go wing it. <laughs> we gonna oh, wing it. Lord. Are y'all even going outside the boat? Yeah. Let him know. No, that was perfect. So we going and we gonna do our <laughs> ATVs. Mm-hmm. ATVs, yep. You know? Okay. And then right. we gonna go back on the boat. And That's we gonna... it. Buenos dias. All the... Buenos dias. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? You know? Bueno, I'll be like, I'll be like, buenos noches, everybody. Buenos noches. What's buenos noches mean? Good night. Good night, yeah. He just asked me earlier what, what good morning means. I, no, I didn't know what it was. I, he I, said Feliz Cumpleaños. No, I didn't. Yes, I, didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. She's lying did. now. She's lying for the company. Is uh-huh. that what you guys were talking about? How do you say yes. welcome? How do you say welcome? Hola. Bienvenidos. Hola. That is hello. Bienvenidos. You're done. Okay. okay. I, you know what? Can you hear us yet? Can you hear us, Dr. Rowe? Uh, now I can. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm, you're glad. You're you're happy you missed what just happened. You're happy. Yeah, it was, it was embarrassing. Oh, stop it. Anyway, Dr. Rowe, we want to thank you for joining us. That was the quickest hour ever. It was. Um, thank you for giving us, lacing us yeah. with game, talking to us about the services you can is offering in the HBCU college fairs. I will be getting with you offline to tell you which ones I'm going to pull up at um, just right. so we can be out there and hang out with up. you. Yes. Um, yes. And I don't know if you heard me when I said that I'm also going to be calling you about some of these HBCUs so we can pull up and go for a tour on some of these campuses. We'll love um, it. Love to okay. do it. Perfect. We'll make it happen. Remember, Saturday, 9 to 12, Natomas, that's the community college fair. Tell a friend. The community your college social fair? network. Yes. That's Saturday, 9 to 12. That's oh, our community Thomas college community. Okay. All right. At yeah, Thomas, I'm a player. Thomas High School. At the Thomas, Thomas High School. Yes. All right. You have a wedding. So I'm going to have to get with some other folks. But we'll be there for sure. Really? Are you getting married? Uh, okay. Yeah. No, she's not getting yeah. married. Yes. No. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. yes sir. <laughs> uh, this is, I, I just want the young people to know this has been very inspiring. Uh, I'm excited and, and and thrilled that you're doing the work, young people. I want to continue to encourage you. Thank you for the opportunity to just share a little bit of wisdom. And I would love to come back at another time and actually sit in the studio so I don't have any technical di- difficulties. 
Well, we absolutely can't wait to have you in studio with us um, mm -hmm. because I think the energy would just be off the oh, hook yeah. with you in here. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Um, it would be amazing. Uh, but, yes, we appreciate you taking time to just sit with us. We know it was last minute. We had to do a real hard uh, pivot at the last minute. But thank you so much for being so gracious. Absolutely. Time. We appreciate you. All right. Love you all. all right. Love you back, sir. Uh, Jada hit us with the wave, uh, followed by Melissa. Let's go, ladies. Hey, let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody say congratulations Rowe, to the us? bride. Hey. Shut up, hey. Jalen. Who's the bride? <laughs> Look at Dr. Rose waving. Uh, Come on, Jalen. I'm trying. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Oh, oh, beat on, beat on. <laughs> Leave that beat on though. Yeah, can we have a